when he's ready to go, and then we'll go. So we're waiting. Oh, there's the clap, so it sounds like it's time to start the podcast, John. Wicked excited. Fantastic. So welcome to the Shop Talk podcast brought to you by 124Go. Um, I'm Chris Solome, and I'm here with my good buddy. John Palmieri. Fantastic. And we have... <laughs> I'm going to change my name just so I can say something different next time. <laughs> And we, and of course, we have Andy with us, who's recording, and we have with us a super special guest today. Um, she's actually the CEO of the COO of the company that we work in. Her name is Tammy Cosper. Tammy, thank you for joining us. Thank this you morning. so much. Glad Tammy. to be here. Yep, fantastic. And basically, just to set a little bit of the tone of the conversation today, we just walked out of a meeting with our group that works in the call center. Mm-hmm. So, um, for those of you listening, we have nine uh, ladies at the moment uh, that work in the call center and all they do is field calls. So they don't actually work inside of the salons. You know, they have an office and they're constantly fielding incoming calls. And as we were listening to the conversation today, as we were kind of just talking about elevating the customer experience and customer service through that phone, We got into a little bit more conversation about customer service in general and making great first impressions. And Tammy is the person that I look to, you know, I love to listen to you talk, Tammy, um, about stuff like this because you really are the demographic that a lot of higher level stylists are shooting for. Mm -hmm. Um, You've arrived at that place in your life. You know, you expect a level of, of service not because, you know, from a, from a, I expect this, but because it's respectful and because it, you know, helps the client to feel great about that. So John and I wanted to talk about that today with you a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but first you, should we do the thing where we start, where she shares a little bit about herself? Yeah, let's, um, let's find a little bit more about Tammy, um, because I think that sets a context for what's going on here. Before we get there, though, I wanted to add one more thing to the fact of the meeting we just had. One of the things that happens is not only do the women that we have working for us in our call center work here in the corporate headquarters, but some of them work home remotely, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, it's that first impression that we're going to talk more about with Tammy and, you know, what that looks like. But it's interesting to know that some people are in this building. Yeah. They're not in the salons. Right. And some people are at home. That's right. You know, and how do we create that consistency of customer service, no matter where that call center person is. Absolutely. And, and that's become, uh, yeah. An important part of this conversation. Totally. Yeah. Well, because it's becoming such a huge thing. So if you're a salon person and you're, you you know, obviously if you're an owner or an independent stylist, you're listening and you don't have a call center like we happen to, mm-hmm. um, don't think this conversation isn't for you because there's a, there's a bigger message behind it. It's, you know, how do we serve the guests better? Service right? is service, regardless if you're seen or unseen. Right. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Fantastic. Yeah. So... I told you, your words are golden. So, Tammy, so, fill us yeah. in. Tell us all about you. Who are you? How'd you get here? Yeah. Well, Tammy Cosper. Been here about three years with the company. Um, started out many years ago with a book distributor, uh, actually the largest book distributor in the world. Have run the gamut in my 30 years between being secretaries when those existed and um, providing service there, worked in customer service. Um, payroll HR ended up being the um, operations manager for a 500,000 square foot book distribution center Um, managed a lot of different uh, departments within that managed the workflow um, dealt with higher level people and then your um, 
hourly workforce. And one of the, you know, one of the key components, even at that level, even though we were not face-to-face -face with customers, one of the um, biggest lessons in our training that we talked with our employees about that is the last thing you do is the first thing your client sees. And where with us, it's almost the reverse. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted, as that package was leaving the building, be cognizant of the fact that the very last thing you do to this package is going to be the first impression on that customer who's on the receiving end of that package. Mm -hmm. So it, it is the exact same thing for this industry. Service is service, regardless if it's distribution, if it's logistics, if it is meeting clients face-to-face -face in this industry. Mm -hmm. As I'm learning this industry, because I don't have a background in it, as I'm learning this industry, I am even more aware of how important this industry is for personal connection with people. Mm -hmm. And that is such a lost art. And I think the more that we engage these people who sit in these chairs, the more we engage these clients as they call in to book an appointment, that service level is becoming a lost art. Mm -hmm. And I want to I want to add something for for history's sake right now because I love what you just said. Personal, what was it? Personal, personal service. Personal <laughs> service. I want to add a word: purposeful personal service Absolutely. as a dying art, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. because we're still having a lot of client connections. Absolutely. I'm just curious whether there is on purpose as they used to be, mm -hmm. based on the fact that we used to have to right you know and there's all kinds of i mean marketing is so powerful today and and you know relationships being built virtually and online and that's all so real nowadays that i think some of the purpose has been taken off of that mm -hmm. customer service mm -hmm. right agreed or you know yeah agreed i think that the whole idea of i'm supposed to do this right because somebody's watching me or i have to do it is way different than being purposeful and that this brings me joy because yeah. I think one of the things we'll uh, talk about as we move forward is people can tell when you're doing something because you have to right. and because or <laughs> rather it's because it, it brings you true joy yeah. I think one of the things that was really interesting about the um, staff meeting we had this morning a team meeting we had this morning with the call center is and we talked a little bit about this before we started the podcast was the impression we bring our own baggage with us right mm -hmm. and in my mind god why would i want to work in a call center you know why would i want to be in an enclosed room on a phone and i think one of the things that we were both struck by this morning was the fact that they love it totally mm -hmm. they totally. enjoy each other's company yeah i was too there are people who are in that room who enjoy each other's company. They enjoy working together. Surprise, surprise, they develop personal relationships with our guests over the phone mm -hmm. because, of course, they have to call into the call center yeah. several times a year yeah. to get their hair done, yeah. right? These are people who genuinely like helping people yeah. over the phone. Yeah. You know, they're not doing it because somebody's standing over watching them. We can add that if we want, but that's not really necessary. Yeah. They truly find this enjoyable work yeah yeah right. back to and and you know to that point mm -hmm. one of the things that i'm always you know mm -hmm. uh, the biggest cheerleader for you on is the fact that every time i hear words coming out of your mouth they're purposeful mm -hmm. you know and they're and they they're objective mm -hmm. they take in mind the stylist the call center if we're having that conversation mm -hmm. the client that like it's it's a 360 kind of approach on everybody's 
um, everybody's kind of well-being or part. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, is an interesting thing for the salon industry because I only saw that level of experience when I worked in the corporate. When I left the salon and actually went to work for Kuhn Hair Cosmetics mm-hmm. and Living Proof, I started to see a higher level um, or a different level of thinking or approach, you know, based on that. I love what you said. The last thing you do is the first thing you're going to see. So if I'm a stylist, the last thing I do on somebody's head is the first thing her girlfriends are going to see. Absolutely. Or her boyfriend's going to see. Right. Or her mom and dad's going to see. Or her husband's mm-hmm. going to You know, whatever, whatever the case may be. And so that's like such a strong message straight out of the gate. Talk mm-hmm. a little bit about, as you've entered this industry, some specific things that you're finding, you know, that we need to be paying more attention to or that, or that you've noticed right off the bat that, um, uh, you know, we need to work on or we are already really doing well. Like what are some of those customer service things, you know, spending all that time in corporate and working on, you know, in a 500,000 square foot factory that's <laughs> sending books out. What are the small details that you think that we could improve on as an industry? Well, one of the things I'll say when you're talking about corporate is that, um, and the perspective, is that when you're in a corporate environment, there are multiple sets of clients. I don't just have the clients who walk in the door. The stylists are my clients. The call center employees are my client. So I have to provide that same level of service to everyone within the group. Mm-hmm. Because if your employees are happy mm-hmm. and they're feeling valued, that's going to transcend to the client in most instances, yeah. right? So I look at that. That's that big picture that yeah. I think you're touching on. Yeah. And I think that that's why when you are in that higher level environment, you do recognize that everybody is part of that big picture, including your employees. Yeah. And it's important. It's important. And it gets back to What are we here for? This industry is to service people, to make them feel so wonderful about themselves. And I think that's where we lose sight of, yes, it's about the look, and you go out and your girlfriend, Mm -hmm. without question. That's one of the things, that's one of the pieces of the pie, right? Absolutely it is. But I go deeper to that into... I'm touching this person. I'm making a personal connection through communication, through touch, mm-hmm. through my artistry mm-hmm. on what I am going to give this person for that day. Just like we talked about in the call center, mm-hmm. you don't know what that person's life is like. Sure. This may be the only joy mm-hmm. that they experience for that day. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful gift and opportunity that you have to give that person. Mm-hmm. We, we donate. We get do community service. Right. These stylists have a chance to do that all day long, mm-hmm. all day long. Mm-hmm. And I think they get busy. Mm-hmm. And to your point, it's not that they're trying to be disingenuous. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, my gosh, they're busy. They're I busy. Got th- I'm double right. booked. Yeah. And I think they just lose I'm sight of it. This color over here is orange, and it's supposed to be blonde. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, whatever it is, right? Yeah. All exactly. those things. Exactly. I think it's getting them back. Mm -hmm. Why did they start to do this? Mm -hmm. Why are they here? Think about those clients that you know, and we all know them. Mm -hmm. You've got those clients that come in and you just have that personal connection. That's why you do this. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question. You know, 
one of your hats is you're also in charge of the HR for our company. Mm -hmm. When you see new people coming in, you know, and you're doing the interview process, and then you've also got people helping you here to go through that interview process, how do you determine whether or not somebody's got that that bug to provide that level of service, or how does that 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 brings them joy. Like, is there a process that you, do you just talk to them and say, oh, I got a feeling about them? I'm I mean, we do, there. we do carry on a, mm-hmm. a pretty lengthy conversation. Mm-hmm. I go through examples of other companies, in my opinion, who exhibit, their employees exhibit those strong customer right. service skills. Chick-fil-A is one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I laughingly say how many times I've gone through the drive-through at Chick-fil-A and my order Mm-hmm. sometimes gets messed up. I'm not going to take it back. They might pleasured me. Mm-hmm. You know, they gave me such great service. Right. I'm not dare going to take that back, right? Yeah. I think with a lot of the people that come in during the interviews, we absolutely go over our core values. What does this company stand for? Mm-hmm. You know, the integrity, the respect, the purposefulness. Mm-hmm. I let them know what that expectation is and who this company is. Not just what this company is, mm-hmm. who this company is, mm-hmm. and what we stand for, and what those expectations yeah. are, yeah. and it engages them and opens up that conversation. Asking for examples, mm-hmm. you know, they'll tell you. Right. They'll tell you who they are, mm-hmm. and the more you talk, mm-hmm. the more character comes out in mm-hmm. that conversation. That's right. What are you looking for? What are your goals? Why are you in That's this right. industry? Right. Yeah, Why did you choose it? We hire, you know, one of the one of the weaknesses of being a, a you know smaller medium sized salon is a lot of times people when they're coming to you, mm-hmm. it's like. <laughs> almost any warm body could walk through Mm -hmm. the door and you you know you're in such need right um and one of the practices that we put into place years ago you know was um in my own company at that time was you know a three interview process Mm -hmm. over you know it would take us a month to hire Mm -hmm. um and really slowing that down because something you just said is interesting like people you know character character will expose Mm -hmm. itself right Mm -hmm. you just have to give it enough time to do that (laughs) and this you know if you've heard any of our other podcasts so far mm-hmm. or, you know, continue to listen on, you're going to hear this same um, mantra, if you will, being reflected throughout. It's we really strongly believe that unless your company has an identity and a vision mm-hmm. and you strongly un- you strongly understand and stand by that first, you can't successfully bring people into that. If you don't know what it is, they're not going to align with it. They're you not going to align with identify it. it. Mm-hmm. And then. Not only are they not going to align with it, but like then it's, you know, then it's, it's chaos. And a lot of salons nowadays, you know, an owner wakes up two, three, four years down the line Mm -hmm. and they look around and they go, who hired all these people? And it's like I did, but, but the point that you just made, I think is super valuable. It's, it's, you know, I'm going to bring this person into my company. I have to, I have to know that they align with my vision. We just had a big conversation recently with Brian about what's your vision, Mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, that's, it's just interesting to hear you use that as an example without knowing you were maybe knowing that we just spoke to that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just something that we hammer on a lot. And so I want to ask a little bit more specifically about, you know, customers. I know one of the things that you've been taking care of and handling inside of all the things that you handle is that group of nine girls, Mm -hmm. you know, and the way that they present and message themselves and, you know, kind of be the first um, first voice of the company. Mm-hmm. What are some really important things that you try to share with them, you know, as they're, 
either in that position day to day or a new person. Like if I was brand new and you were going to give me your top three most important ways to make a great impression on the phone or to keep in mind when I'm having that conversation, what comes to mind for that? Uh, one thing I want to add to that it's always is interrupting. Sorry. Um, what, while we're having this conversation. Because I'm always interrupting. <laughs> when you answer those questions, I also want to know the why behind it, right? Yeah. Because I think that we talk a lot about, well, this is good customer service, this is good, yeah. good customer service. But why is that important to me? You know, because as a consumer, right, and I'm using you as an example, you have expectations, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you're going to get a flavor for us as a company directly through the call center. And a consumer is like another word for people, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like a person. Right. So share those three, but also dig, if you could dig a little bit on, why is that important? Why should I care? Why, aside from the fact that you told me to do it, do right. I need to? Yeah. Well, and I, and I can speak from a client because I am right. a client. Right. I'm not a stylist. I go into the salons and get my hair done just like any other client. And I do have an expectation. You know, when I walk into our salon and it's beautiful, mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're spot on. Mm -hmm. I expect that service mm -hmm. to be spot on. I expect um, respect. I want to be treated with respect. I'm going to treat you with respect. And that it goes much deeper than the have tos mm -hmm. and um, Okay, so how do I how do I quantify respect? Mm -hmm. What are some actions that I can take? If I walk into the salon and I th and I'm and I'm not going to just speak to the call center sure. yeah. Yeah, because no, this is yeah. much broader. This is way broader. Absolutely. This way is broad. any point of contact with a client. Mm -hmm. Yeah when they come into the salon, be mm -hmm. it the call center, first point of contact, yeah. front desk, when mm -hmm. they walk in the door, the assistant who's washing the hair. If we are not synonymous, everybody is not on the same page with what that service looks like, we fall short, we leave a bad taste in the client's mouth, mm -hmm. right? And unfortunately that can hurt your brand. Mm -hmm. And you know, First of all, we have to paint the picture of the vision. What are the core values? What are our expectations, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So I expect to be greeted. Good morning. Mm -hmm. Good afternoon. I do this when I go into Walmart at checkout. How are you today? Right. Mm -hmm. You having a good day? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't have to get into the nitty gritty with that person who's mm -hmm. behind the counter, mm -hmm. but I want to be pleasant. Mm -hmm. I'm having a personal contact with another human being. Yeah. Right. One of my favorites is, it's really nice to see you. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And when our clients walk in the door, that should be the first thing. John, you're really good at this. Mm -hmm. You've created that curriculum mm -hmm. for the front desk. Mm -hmm. when, when they come in the door, it ought to be, I would love it if they look at the book, name, know who I am, right. say my name. Right. Good morning, Miss Tammy. It's so great to have you back in. Mm -hmm. How are you today? Right. Something so simple. Mm -hmm. It, it doesn't have to be stodgy, and mm -hmm. but it needs to be pleasant. And I really do think that it is in people. Mm -hmm. It's innate. Mm -hmm. We're created spiritual beings to want to connect mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. I firmly believe that. That's mm -hmm. what our makeup is. Mm -hmm. I just think we get so busy and in the mundane that we just forget it. We yeah. get so caught up in our own selves. One of the things that I find really interesting right now, because like you, I'm a big fan of customer service, you know, from time to time, there's a grocery store right around the corner here. And from time to time, when we have staff meetings, I'll pick breakfast up. And, you know, mm -hmm. when I go to exit that grocery store, 
to the point now where I avoid that grocery store. Um, there's only self-checkout lanes. That's mm. all there are, mm -hmm. right? Kills me. But here's the funny thing. I don't mind it, but I don't it kills mind it. me. It kills me, right? But here's the sad part. The sad part is, obviously, that grocery store has done its homework. Yeah. Right? They, they know that this. that's a thing, They right? know that yep. people would rather not <clears throat> talk to your Amazing. staff. Amazing. And check out ah, stuff themselves. Never thought of it that right? way. Somebody sat around, because it's, I mean, it's like this company owns thousands of grocery right. stores. Right. I can only assume they've done their homework. Right. Somebody sat around and did a survey and found out our customers would rather Don't like not talk to you. Our people. Right. And rather check it out themselves. Wow. Now, here's the good news and the bad news. The bad news is that's really sad. Right. The good news is they haven't found a way to self-check out a haircut, right? Right, <laughs> right. You know? so. I, well, I remember when I was a kid and the Flovey was coming out. <laughs> yeah, right. And people were like, oh, people are going to be cutting their hair. And I'm like, yeah, none of that. Yeah. Are you joking? <laughs> right. Some sophisticated woman is going to be at home with a vacuum cleaner to put <laughs> on her head. <laughs> it's like, no, that's no, not I happening. I want to see Tammy do that. Yes, yeah. Tammy. <laughs> we bring a flow gonna in? Happen. No? Yeah. <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> that would be great on our next YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Actually, yes, yes. We're ordering a flow Andy, we're ordering a flow today, yep. too. Um, yeah, so talk more about, because I think one of the things I think – we have new styles coming into our company, so mm -hmm. from an HR perspective, I think one of the challenges that um, our new team has, both in our call center, mm -hmm. any one of our points of contact, mm -hmm. I'm going to use your vocabulary, I think there's a shyness, right? Agreed. Maybe a little bit of uncomfortability on, it, it's not that I don't want to be polite, it's not that I don't want to be welcoming, I'm, I'm kind of shy, I'm kind of shy, yeah. I'm kind yeah, of afraid, afraid of you, you know? So can you talk a little bit about that? And maybe from a customer perspective, you know, how does that look? How does that affect your visit? Does that make sense? It does. Mm -hmm. um, well, from the business side of it, mm -hmm. I think it, it lends validity to the training process that we have to have. How do we get them comfortable mm -hmm. with engaging clients? Mm -hmm. um, you can tell who is shy at the interview process, right? Right. Um, how do you get them out of their shell? What and is shy them? bad? Not necessarily. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. you can. Because they're shy people, right? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not exactly mm -hmm. John and Chris, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Loud. Um, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> Self-entertained. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of people like that yep. who still provide value to a company, and I think that, you know, we go back to our onboarding, how do we train those people? How do we get them comfortable? That takes practice. Um, it takes verbiage in the training. How do we coach them to greet a client? When I go into a salon and I'm not greeted, the message that that gives to me is, I'm not important. I'm just a number. I'm here to get my hair done, pay my bill, mm -hmm. and go out. I want that interaction from the minute I walk yeah. in the door. Yeah, that's an interesting thing because we were talking about verbiage today, and that's it's an mm -hmm. it's an enormous hot button for me. Not because I'm not I'm you know I've never been above anything or any you know anyone. I'm I'm somebody who needed verbiage mm -hmm. because you know I'm a I'm a hairdresser like through and through as far as, you know, people talk about ADD and they mm -hmm. talk about, you know, I not great in school, um, you know, never read a dictionary. Um, 
So as I learned verbiage, you know, I was probably about 22 years old when I found my first, you Mm -hmm. know, mentor, business style mentor, and even understood that the way I was communicating with people was actually going to keep me from being able to level up in pricing. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what level up in pricing meant at that time. Mm -hmm. But once I learned that, all of a sudden I started to notice as I changed my vocabulary my clientele demographic, mm-hmm. which if you're learning the word demographic for the first time, like you're a young stylist listening to this, you haven't heard the word. Mm-hmm. It means basically the household income, right. you know, where people live mentally. My demographic gets more elevated mm-hmm. as I refine the way I can speak to people. Mm-hmm. So now, like, if you and I are in a conversation at the pizza place downstairs mm-hmm. at lunch, um, and we're in a social situation. I'm, I'm me, right? right? Um, which is a little rougher around the edges than me in the salon. When I'm in the salon, I'm still very much me, mm-hmm. but I've refined the verbiage and the language and the way in which I talk to certain people mm-hmm. or almost everybody now right. in, because I now understand the impact that words have. And I was describing this uh, a few minutes ago to a group that we were working with. And I was talking about, you know, from a teaching perspective, mm-hmm. um, all, all three of us have, mm-hmm. you know, done, done the teaching thing where we've worked with groups. And um, I learned from a mentor of mine that every word that I say during the time that I'm being paid there to do an event is worth a certain amount of money. And here's how they quantified that. They said, take the amount that every person in the room paid for a ticket include their travel costs, include the fact that they took that day off of work, if they had to fly there and pay for a hotel, multiply that average cost by the entire amount of people sitting there, mm-hmm. and that, and then divide that by the amount of time that you have, basically. You don't have to do this math, just, just listen to the philosophy behind it, right? That's how much every minute or every word that comes out of your mouth is worth. So if you think about if a client's going to pay me, you know, at at my medium higher pricing level, you know, a couple hundred and fifty or three hundred dollars, you know, to sit with me for a visit. Or if you're if you're newer, a hundred dollars to sit with you for a visit. And they sat with you for 90 minutes. Every minute of your time is worth a dollar amount. And every word that you say during that time should be either. Well, not should be is either adding value Mm -hmm. to that visit or taking away value to that visit, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think going back to a couple of the words that you said when we're talking about creating verbiage Mm -hmm. and you're talking about professional communication, there's a a time to to joke and cut up and there's a time to be professional. And I think that there's a stigma associated sometimes with professional, with Mm -hmm. verbiage. And I don't mean it that way. Mm -hmm. I think that you can utilize that in the training process because Mm -hmm. then as you train it, it becomes habit, yeah. then it becomes organic yeah, right. because then you take pieces of it, you mm-hmm. mold it, you mm-hmm. make it your own right. so that it not it isn't John's verbiage, it right. isn't Tammy or Chris's verbiage, mm-hmm. it's yours. That's right. That's right. And so I think that's the key. That's I right. think there is truly a stodgy stigma associated yeah. right. with professional yeah. Communication and yeah, shop talk. There's a there's a line that I wrote that I used to say all the time and still I guess still do, which is a script is the thing you say while you're learning how to adopt right. 
yeah. your own way yeah. to say that. Absolutely. So you script yourself. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to borrow John's words mm -hmm. because his that's working. Mm -hmm. Once I said John's words enough time, it molds right. into becoming my words. You, yep. you give it your personality. Totally. You know, one of the parts in our onboarding, you know, we call it minimum level of expectations, mm -hmm. right? We expect this, yeah. you know, this minimum expectation. Now, that doesn't mean you stop there. Yeah. That's a minimum expectation. Anything after that is your special special sauce, right. your flavor. That's right. You know, so for, for us, you know, here's an expectation of behavior, right? Yes, of course, we want you to be authentic. We're not looking for clones. Mm -hmm. That's boring. Right. I do not want to walk into a company where 17 people behave, talk, and look, and say exactly the same thing. Right. And um, you shouldn't want that at your salon, right? I'm running away as right. fast as I can right. because that's just so uncomfortable. Right. right? Hairdressers, artistic, creative people. Right? right. But I think that there has to be an understanding that, you know, I think one of the things I look at from time to time is you will find somebody who technically is amazing. Mm -hmm. Right, they can yeah. cut, you know, yeah. it's just amazing. They're great, right? They're they can make your head look like the side of you know a monument, it's just beautiful, <laughs> right? It's like, how did you do that? Yeah, they couldn't keep a client if their life depended on it, right? Right, and then you got stylists, you know, I'm probably one of them, where we're okay, mm -hmm. you know, but I'll have a client list a mile long and a wait list six weeks long. Mm -hmm. It's not the technical skill. I'm not saying it's not part of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's yeah, not it's a part big of it. part of right. it. Yeah. It's what people are paying for. Yeah. But I think we're amiss to miss that other important piece, yeah. that level of professionalism, mm -hmm. how I connect with you as a person. Right. Yeah. You know, I'd read an article a little while ago um, about Warren Buffett, and I forgot where I had read it, but they had asked him, you know, you own all these companies all around the world, you make billions of dollars when you're looking for new hires fresh out of college. And there was an article about, you know, finding that first job out yeah, of school. Yeah. Um, you know, what is it you look for? You know, what, how do you know that this person is going to be that go-getter? And he said manners. Um, and I thought, you know, that hit me. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, more into the article, he's like, look, I'm going to send these kids fresh out of college or fresh out of technical school, wherever they come from. I'm going to send them to Japan. I'm going to send them to go work with CEOs of major corporations. They may, they may not yeah. have all the technical skill. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But if they can't have manners, yeah. I've just lost $3 billion mm -hmm. in that right. deal. Mm -hmm. right. I just lost $500 million right. in sales because you couldn't just have basic manners. And the scary thing for us as hairdressers mm -hmm. is because I could listen to you and be 28 years old mm -hmm. and go... Yeah, but I'm not doing a $3 billion deal. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, that's the worst part about it. Mm -hmm. I might not even know when a client falls off of my client list. Right. Right. And that's happening all the time, mm -hmm. you know, in salons. Right. So that's, a, you know. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, we don't understand the impact. I, I wonder if it's almost because we're just in it so much. Yeah. You know, when, when you're just in the operation of working with a client yeah. and then 45 minutes another client yeah. we've developed personal skills that oh, we don't even know we have yeah and you could not know at the end of the day like right. who was my nine o'clock this morning you yep. know at the end you of a 10 a client day I, yeah. I don't even remember when right. i got to work this morning right mm -hmm. yeah you know um so you know that's that's amazing so but interpersonal skills are yeah. everything mm -hmm. yeah so in anything a, that you do as a customer you talked about respect, yes. and you talked about our core values, which obviously are important to us as a company, but how else does that, as a customer, how does that comfort level show up for you 
you know, we talked about respect. We're talking about greeting as you walked in the door, you know, acknowledging the fact that I'm here. So the I manners. Feel, yeah, the manners. Mm -hmm. What other touch points or things do you recognize that signal to you, this is going to be good. I'm going to have a good experience here today. Are there little triggers for you? Well, of course, you know, you want to be, if I'm new, mm -hmm. we've talked about this, yeah. walk them around and show them the salon to make them feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. I want to feel like I'm at home. Okay. You know, where's the ladies' room? Mm -hmm. Where are the, Where's the smock room? Mm -hmm. um, all of those things. Mm -hmm. I personally think it's great to, if it's a client's first time in the door, mm -hmm. to do some introductions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, if the manager's there, Huge. I would love to meet the manager. Mm -hmm. Now, I, tell me what, because... Or if, I'm, if, if I'm sharing that information with our new hires, mm -hmm. I know why that's important. Mm -hmm. Chris knows why that's mm -hmm. important. But tell me, as an incoming new stylist, all right, Tammy, that sounds great, and I'll do it because you told me to, but why is that important? Well, that, that again, it goes back to that interpersonal connection with that client. Mm -hmm. That's, and I hate to just talk about money, but mm -hmm. that's additional revenue for mm -hmm. you. If mm -hmm. you. If you gain my trust... Mm -hmm. And, you know, you make me feel like this is home mm -hmm. and that I'm valued mm -hmm. and that I'm welcomed and you want me here. Mm -hmm. You've gained a loyal client. Got it. It's more than just what my hair looks like when I leave mm -hmm. the salon. Mm -hmm. There's more to it than that. I've had mm -hmm. good haircuts. I've had bad haircuts. What, right. In your life, you've always had that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, regardless. But it's how I'm treated from the moment. I go in the door to the minute I leave. If I go back and I have a negative mm -hmm. experience at the shampoo bowl, mm -hmm. um, that mm -hmm. sets the tone, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, the call center touched on it a little bit that it has to be a united front. Yeah. You want, from the moment the call center takes the call mm -hmm. to the checkout experience at the end, mm -hmm. um, all of that has to go hand in hand to create that experience. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of, of thanking clients. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming in. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I've spent my time, sometimes two hours mm -hmm. of my time or sitting more. in your I mean, chair. There's a lot it of complex, yeah, there's right. a lot of complex Without color question, happening nowadays, right? Just a simple thank you for coming in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you from the stylist. Thank you from the front desk. Yeah. It mm -hmm. goes a long way. Yeah. It really does go a long yeah, way. That's fantastic. Did I answer your question, John? I'm sorry. You did. I'm, you know, I'm kind of thinking about my grocery store experience. You know, I am purposely avoiding a grocery store because there's no person, there's nobody there to say thank you. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, you know? wow. Thinking about what you just said. Nobody says thank you, John, for coming. Because when I go to the other grocery store, yeah. they say thanks. Yeah. And one of the other things that I never use is that other grocery store, there's always somebody who says, can I take this out to the cart for you? Yeah. Now, I always say no because I'm sure. a guy. Yeah. Right. I'll carry my yeah. own groceries, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I'll, be, I'll carry You've 14. never shopped in Philly. In Philly, they don't say <laughs> thank you. They say another word and then they end it with you, but yeah. whatever. But right? well, that wouldn't be professional <laughs> communication, right? <laughs> well, the fact is, is they ask every time, can we take this out to the cart yeah. for you? The answer, is, the answer is no, I'm going to carry it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm really grateful that you asked. That's funny. Awesome. Well, listen, this has been a really a great conversation. Mm -hmm. I feel like we've hit on a lot of great hot buttons i mean from manners to scripting to just really being purposeful about that client experience is there anything you would want to leave us with as far as on this topic just some closing thoughts or words as we as we wrap this up i think the big and i'm going to be repeating myself and i apologize for that i feel so strongly even 
as a society, not just yeah. in this industry, yeah. but more importantly with this industry, the personal connection that each of these young people um, coming into this industry, as well as the long-term stylist who I think have lost sight of why they got into it, mm-hmm. the ability that you truly have to positively affect people's life, lives, I think has been lost. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need to regain that, that excitement, that energy. Yeah. How do you remind your stylist of what they're doing this for? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it truly is a valuable service. Mm-hmm. And um, again, I can't say enough about personal touch. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we've said it, right. the medical industry and hairstylist, there are very few people who truly touch and interact with people on that level anymore. Mm-hmm. And what a beautiful thing to have the opportunity to impact people's lives positively. Yeah, that's fantastic, John. No, um, you know, I think we could probably spend another two hours talking about customer service, and I'd love to have Tammy come back again yep. and talk more about this. Um, but I'm excited for the start. Um, I really am. I want to thank Tammy for being here. Thank you. Taking yep. time Fantastic. out of your day. Thank you. And so in it. the spirit of the thank yous, um, if you enjoyed what you heard today, please subscribe to our podcast. Yeah. Um, as well as uh, if you could and you really enjoyed it and you want to share it out to other industry professionals, please take a screenshot of it and share it in your Instagram stories and tag us. And mm-hmm. if you do that, we promise to uh, share your story on our page as well. Mm-hmm. That's 124.go on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And with that said, we really want to thank you for listening because we know uh, you're the people that we're trying to serve uh, through doing this. And so we uh, this is episode four and we can't wait to continue to make more, have gr- more great conversations like this and create more great content like this for you. So hope everybody has a great week and thank Thank you for listening. We're too young to talk about.